man, hey, Faith Promise, I, I love Heart for the Harvest. An incredible time. In four weekends, it'll be our great celebration, our annual big offering. Can't wait. Next weekend, we're going to be praying for supernatural miracles, for deliverance, for healings. Going to be incredible. We just love this season. Well, welcome all of our campuses online, whether you're listening later, welcome. It is Bristol, baby. We are here. It's the grand opening of our Bristol campus, and uh, Michelle and I got to come up and, and spend the weekend and watch what, what God is going to do, so we are so excited. Bristol, man, you, we have been praying for you for 10 years, and there are thousands of of promisers standing with you right now at all of our campuses in Costa Rica, our God Behind Bars campuses, everywhere people are standing with you. We are one church, many locations. We are one house that has a bunch of rooms. So no matter what campus you're joining us from this weekend, we love you. We believe in you. We think God wants to do something absolutely incredible in you. By the way, before I dig in the word, let me just say that Pastor Stephen and Tabitha have been working for over a year and a half and have done an incredible job. So come on, all of our Faith Promise campuses, come on, that's right. Let's celebrate what God has done since Spiva over our facilities. Joe Filipovich, Joe, we call him Flip a Switch. I can't say his name. We call him Flip a Switch. All the IT, all of our production teams, worship teams, it has been a team effort. And we believe that there's a group of people in Bristol that are going to experience revival, going to see God do something incredible. This team has so honored Jesus. We literally had volunteers from the Bristol campus over a year before it was open, working, getting, praying, believing for this weekend. So we do, again, we're looking, we want to see revival. This this is an incredible day for Faith Promise because it's going to mark a new era. So far, up until this weekend, we've been, besides Costa Rica, we've been in the Knoxville greater area. And now we are moving out into a larger harvest field. This movement is called Faith Promise to see God do something across this state and around this world. We really do want to loot chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. We want to build the kingdom. In Luke chapter 4, it says this, but the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim release to the captive, to, set, to, to open blind eyes, to set free those who are oppressed and proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. We really do believe that this is going to be the favorable year of the Lord. We think God's going to do something incredible across faith promise and now in Bristol. So we're here, this campus to bring life plus, life plus, because that's what God does. Jesus promised us life plus. He said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. The apostle Paul said, and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think or imagine according to the power that works within us. And so God wanted to add a life-giving church in this community and that's exactly what he's done and he's doing it through Faith Promise. Again, one church, lots of locations, one big honking house, tons of room. Now the world has been promising life plus for thousands of years. But when the world says life plus, it means life plus, it's just for you. Jesus said, 
I offer you life plus, and it's always for others. If you've missed the last two weekends, we're in a series called Life Plus. Go back to the Faith Promise app or the website. Download those messages for free. It will help you incredibly. So I want to challenge you. We've already laid a sort of a framework for this series. See, Faith Promise was founded for others. It wasn't about that group of ragtag, I mean, Jesus-loving people in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, but they wanted to build a church for people that had never been or were no, no longer going to church. Those people had this crazy faith that they believed they could make a difference. And now, 27 years later, 11 locations, God moving. By the way, we opened this weekend our fourth God Behind Bars at Bledsoe Correctional Center with the women. It was incredible. Ladies got saved. Ladies signed up for baptism. The, 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 they said we were going to allow 15, and then almost 60 showed up, and God did incredible work. So God is moving all the way across. And we're launching that campus and this campus in Bristol to move forward the kingdom of God. And that, because that's what God wants us to do, wants to move forward the kingdom. We've learned from the word of God and listening to our Lord over and over, I must be about my father's business. We who are experiencing life plus, we must be about our father's business. No matter where we find ourselves this weekend, no matter, no matter what state or station or where you're at or what you're doing, God wants to bring you involved because we are here to advance his kingdom in an incredible way. And what we know, our theme for this year is Psalms 90 verse 17, that God will confirm the work of our hands, hands that are busy about building the kingdom. God will confirm that. His favor will mark our work for him and in him and through him. See, for a lot of you this weekend, you're a guest at any one of our campuses, especially at Bristol, we have an incredibly rich history of God's favor, of miracles, of growth, of souls, of transformation. And even though we can look back and see nothing but the fingerprints of God, see that, the, 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 just that handiwork of God, we look forward to an even greater future. Let me tell you, the best days are not behind us. The best days are in front of us. God's name is not I was. God's name is I am. It is what's happening right now. So if you're new, let me just tell you, we are a favor-walking, life-giving, soul-winning, joy-living move of God. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is working wherever you're listening. Whether you're at the Pellissippi campus or any one of our other campuses, the Holy Spirit is working right there and he's working right now. He is always at work and he is still at work. That's what he does. So at every location, God is gonna confirm the work of our hands. Lives will never be the same because we're about what Jesus is about. Real people with real problems experiencing God's real love. So I don't know about you, but I'm thrilled to be a part of the kingdom of God. I am super stoked. And, and when you really get down to life plus and you can get beyond yourself, it's about advancing God's kingdom, caring for other people. I mean, it's just, just, just think about it. Man, over and over as we read in scripture, as we see historically the church, God's 
God pours out his favor on those who commit to build his kingdom. Now, some of us are worried about our little empires, but I'm telling you, when you begin to worry about his kingdom and what he wants, life will never be the same. Anybody here glad to be a part of the kingdom of God? Come on, somebody at Anderson. Come on, Farragut. I am glad. All in favor, say aye. Come on, all in favor, say aye. Jesus, when he gave the model prayer in the Sermon on the Mount, which is really, I believe, an outline, a couple of things that Jesus said that we're to do is pray this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done, a faith promise, as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my heart as it is in heaven, in my family as it is in heaven, at this campus as it is in heaven. I want to do the work of the kingdom enthusiastically, passionately, obediently, no reservations, no hesitation, and no regret. Jesus said, pray this way. For I truly believe that God has given us the keys to the kingdom. And Matthew, in the, again, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, Jesus gets, says, I've given you the keys. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, he said this, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God has given us absolute favor that is unlimited incredible access to the throne of God. With that, he gave us power to walk in victory. But what we have to do, come on, promisers, that we have to focus on the things which are unseen, not the things which are seen. See, we there's an onslaught of, a, of an attack of hell, and very few of us are seeing it. We're blaming COVID. We're blaming Republicans or Democrats. Mask wearers or no mask wearers. Vaccinated or non-vaccinated. Black or white. Rich or poor. Whatever way we can divide ourselves, we are. And we say they are the enemy. Listen, they are not the enemy. They are our mission field. The people that you hate, that you're mad at, they're our mission field. The scripture says we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. Our people are not our enemy. Come on. We've got to focus on the things which are unseen. It's just incredible to me how sad it is that people who know the God of heaven live as paupers here. When God stands ready with a fountain of favor, with his blessings, with his presence, with his miracles, with his freedom, when we begin to set our eyes on his kingdom. I'm a, just a living testimony. I don't, I don't know a lot of the Bristol folks, but my dad left when I was three. I had five stepdads. I was sexually abused as a little boy. I was physically abused as a little boy. I got a high for the first time when I was when I was in the fourth grade, I was 10 years old and my life spiraled out of control. I became a heavyweight needle user, a drug addict, a, a dope dealer, and my life was, was, was messed up. Ended up in an overdose, ended up in Memorial Hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And there, while I died in that bed and not one soul came to see me, nobody came to check on me. I've said it lots of times, they don't do potluck at the crack house. They don't come see you when you're, when you're falling. 
And there I remember the gospel I'd heard as a kid. The Spirit of God opened my eyes and I said, I break my life, God, you can have it. And he said, let me show you what I can do. He saved me, he delivered me, he set me free from drug addiction, sex addiction. He set me free from myself and my shame and my past. And can I tell you, God has done an incredible work for now almost 40 years. And can I tell you something? When God got me, he didn't get much. And if God can use me, God can use you. It's absolutely your choice. He can use me, he can use anybody. So let me ask you, are you a kingdom builder? Are you a kingdom builder? We'll have an opportunity in four weeks in our Heart for the Harvest offering to be kingdom builders. We, have, we, we talked about last weekend serving the body of Christ. It's a kingdom builder. If, you, if God spoke to you about signing up last week, you didn't take communication cards, sign up to serve this weekend. Sharing your faith, inviting others to gather with us at all of our campuses. Who gets to experience the favor of God? The people that are building the kingdom of God. He said in Colossians, let me tell you what he said about those that are building the kingdom. In Colossians uh, chapter one, verse 13, he said, for he, Jesus, rescued us from the domain of darkness. We were walking in darkness and he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. He bought us the forgiveness of sins. Those who belong to Jesus have been bought and paid for. We have been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. And I gotta tell you, I'd rather be in God's kingdom than the world's kingdom. I'm not putting my trust in Hollywood. I'm not putting it in the culture. I'm not putting it in the University of Tennessee. I'm not putting in the president. I'm putting in the president of heaven, King Jesus, the Lord of all glory. Now, once you have been transferred into his kingdom, he said, now you are salt to a tasteless world and you are light to a dark world. We make things brighter and we make things better. And I'm just thinking, I haven't met the salt and the light at the Bristol campus. The people in this region, the Bible says, and they saw a great light. They're gonna see a light and feel a love and it's gonna flow. Come on, who's all in for some of that? Come on, who's all in? Uh, I got to tell you a story that we've shared some lately. It's my favorite, very recent faith promise story. There have been thousands and thousands over the years, but a few months ago, a young man came in to our Anderson campus, and every weekend, listen, people come, and it's the last shot God has. I, I, I call it the one-shot principle. They're going to come. Their life is messed up. They're either going to get a divorce commit suicide, man, they're gonna, they're gonna do something. That's why every weekend we gotta love everybody that walks into every building and our online campus. The guy came, the gospel was given, he raised his hand, he got a communication card, he signed the card, put his, his name, his information, his, his, his address, he put his cell phone number, and he said, I gave my heart to Jesus, I wanna be baptized on the backside, please pray for me, I'm, I, I have an addiction problem. Well, Robbie Desjardins is a hawk at an incredible campus, Pastor Anderson. He, on the next day, he called Cole, got no answer, thought it was odd. The next Monday, on Mondays, he makes his call, didn't get an answer. The next Monday, didn't get an answer. So he pulled out, his, he pulled out a card, wrote him, said, hey, Cole, this is Pastor Robbie. I'm trying to get in touch with you. Here's my cell phone number. 
man, let me know, love you, praying for you. A day or so later, Robbie got a phone call. He did not know the number. He picked the phone up, hit the number. He said, hello, this is Pastor Robbie. He said, hey, are you looking for Cole? Robbie said, yes, I haven't been trying to get him in three weeks. He said, well, I'm Cole's dad and Cole died two weeks ago. And Robbie said, I'm, I, I'm, man, I'm so sorry what happened. So he had a bad day, overdosed and died. And he said, I was just sitting this morning on my front porch talking about my neighbor, that my son was in hell. And then I walked to the end of the driveway and I opened the mailbox and I got a card from you and I opened it. And I'm calling you. You're telling me my son is not in hell. He said, man, sir, he prayed to receive Christ three weeks ago, asked for baptism and asked for help with addiction. I was trying to get in touch with him, take him to our recovery program. He said, where are you? I'll bring you this card with his handwriting on it. One of my, later, only a couple days later, found out one of our elders, Cole is a part of his family. Their whole family was devastated. And they, then they found out Cole gave his heart to Jesus. That's what faith promise is about. Rescuing the perishing and caring for the dying. Proclaiming liberty to the captives. And those that are oppressed, we help set free. Jesus told us in, in Matthew chapter 11, guys, this is, this is just not easy. He said, he, he said in Matthew 11, 12, for the, days, uh, uh, for the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. Now what's happening because the church is not seeing the spiritual war that's raging because the church is blaming people and the, the people in the church are splitting and dividing churches, hating churches, political, all these things. We're not moving into spiritual warfare and the enemy is moving unhindered when we ought to be praying violently, not physical violence, but spiritual violence that God would move. It's the reason at every campus, we have a first Saturday, the first Saturday of the month prayer meeting at nine o'clock to do war in the heavenlies, to see God move and set people free. We want to watch those that are still in darkness the way many of us used to be. We want to see them transferred into the kingdom of God, busy about God's business. Again, it, is it easy? Absolutely not. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of fame of faith Verse 33, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises and shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. We who are the people of faith have the power of God to walk. Come on, somebody in victory, overcoming darkness. We are not victims. We are victors. We are not stuck in our past. It's not a prison cell. It's a launching pad. And by faith in our God, we are going to move forward at every campus, online, in our God by bars. We're going to move forward and make a difference like we never thought we could. So this weekend, if you're a guest at any one of our campuses, but especially at Bristol, we want to invite you into this movement because we believe it is, a, it is a movement of God. And in that movement, he promises us life.
plus. Life plus. Now, faith promise, you've sown a lot into what's going on this weekend. You have sown through heart for the harvest. You've sown through giving. You've sown through prayer and serving. And I believe that our return on that investment is going to be paid by souls and families and lives of people that are going to meet Jesus, delivered from their pain, their past, their shame, their guilt. Man, it is going to be incredible. Again, next weekend, it is a weekend of miracles. People are going to be delivered. People are going to be healed. People are going to be set free. You simply do not want to miss it. It's going to be absolutely, I mean, it's just going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. We serve a powerful God. He's incredible. See, the problem is we bind in the world system, and the world says life plus, it's all about you. Prime Plus, Hulu Plus, ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. If you get the plus, you're going to have some FOMO, fear of missing out. So you got to buy it. You got to sign up. You got to do it. It hasn't worked yet. It hasn't worked in all of recorded history. Nobody got more of the world and said, I'm satisfied. I've got joy. I've got victory now. Read the book of Ecclesiastes, the wealthiest, richest man, wisest man that ever lived, had more than he could ever have dreamed of spending. It simply wasn't enough. Then he thought about when I die, who's going to get it? He said, life is horrible. That's the guy with all the money. Listen, if money would make you happy, Hollywood would be the happiest place. It's not. They say Disney's the happiest place. I've been there. It's not. Kids crying everywhere. But they say, so I, I was praying for you the other day, and, and because my mind is jumbled and it races at 10,000 RPMs. I was writing my prayers in my journal and I was praying for this weekend at Bristol and praying for all of our campuses and families and marriages and our students and man, I was just praying. And I, and I wrote in my journal, God, give us life plus. Give us life plus. Fill us with life plus. Again, because the world says you are the plus. But Jesus showed me something. Life plus is actually not a plus. It's a cross. It's a cross on which he died. Listen, the world couldn't be more opposite than to you giving your life away. The world says the more you get, the more you get, the more you have, the happier you'll be. All of us know it's not true. All of us know that. But see, the cross... It's meant as a symbol of punishment. It's an image of defeat. It is a, it's designed for death. But Jesus flips the script. Look at Matthew 16, an incredible teaching of our Lord. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said this. If anyone wishes to come after me, we want to be saved, we want to follow Jesus, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. And the world says that's crazy talk, but that's where real life enters in. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. And whoever wishes to, to lose his life for my sake will find it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he forfeits his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in the, with the glory of his Father 
with his angels and will repay every man according to his deeds. Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. You want the life plus? Then you've got to go to the life giver, the lover of your soul, the giver of freedom, the life saver. If you want life plus, you surrender your life up to him. He said, it doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't because Jesus flipped the script of this world. But if you really want to have life, give it away. Just give your life to him. When I laid in a hospital bed, needle tracks up both arms, I said, there's simply no hope for the future. I've been busted, couldn't be trusted, couldn't get off, couldn't get off the needle. Man, I mean, hurt everybody I had ever known. I saw no way to the future. Maybe because I didn't have much, it wasn't a big deal for me to give it to God, but I gave it to Jesus. And he absolutely transformed, gave me life plus. Come on, somebody. See, the deal is some of us here, you may be hearing saying, hey, I want to be a kingdom builder. I, I want to I wanna advance the kingdom. I, I really believe your will be done on earth as is in heaven. But the problem is you can't be a kingdom builder until you're in the kingdom. And Jesus, in Matthew's gospel in the third chapter, talked about what it took to get into the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 2, Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent simply means that you're going one way, yourself, toward the world, toward what you want, toward sin, and you simply repent means I'm going to make a 180 and I'm going to follow after Jesus. Does it mean I'm, I'm perfect? No. Does it mean I've got all together? Absolutely. Do you think when I walked out of that hospital room, I had it together? I couldn't rub two verses together. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I'd never really, I'd visited church a few times as a kid, but I didn't really, I didn't know it. I didn't get it. But can I tell you, as I began walking in the light, for he himself is in the light, as I was transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous son, as I was forgiven, there was no more shame or guilt. There was no more, as I was literally stepped out of my prison cell and into freedom for the absolute first time in my life, can I tell you, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. He is good. I'm gonna pray for us. Again, faith promise, I know you're celebrating with us at Bristol. I'm gonna pray for us then. Campus staff's going to come from all of our campuses. They're going to wrap up this, this weekend. But hey, next weekend's miracles. Don't miss it. Father God, we come to the giver of life. We come to the giver of the, to the soul, the lover of our souls. We come to the creator and sustainer. God, we know that we believe some lies because the world has infected us. And God, we need you to open our eyes, to breathe on us, to expose us, to let us see and taste that you're good. So God, would you set the captives free? Would you open the eyes of the blind? Would you, God, you've already opened the prison doors and I'm proclaiming the favorable year of the Lord in Jesus' name.